0: So let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful box. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Estelio. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it's a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it rustica adobe from our house to join's.
1: Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smoke In Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. <laughs> A flavor odyssey, and now from Cigar Dojo Studio
2: Lot B. Your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. That's not our co-host, Randy Griggs. No. Oh, Randy <laughs> Griggs on assignment. On assignment, but we traded up again. See, it's we've talked about this. It's like. You have like an aging shortstop and you've got this young guy on the bench, which this analogy doesn't totally work because Randy <laughs> is younger than you. But you've got this young guy on the bench who shows all of this potential, but you can't really play him because the old guy, even though he's getting old a little bit slow, mm. he's still getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. So you you gotta wait for him to get hurt and nice. or you know, go on assignment. And then you get to bring in the ne- the next all star. That's what we got. We got we're going
3: we're going all star crew tonight. I think. I actually, I'm sort of like the Andres Galarraga. I'm just like I'm at the end of my career. It's just like Rockies pick him up just to you know like bring in some bring in some fans before he dies. You know, so I hope he was like, a hell
2: of a player, man. He yeah, was a hell of a player. Yeah, man. Yeah, he, uh, he's still Street Bombers. Of, He played for the Giants towards the end of his career. I don't know. I think that was after uh, Colorado. And he still hit one of the longest home runs in that ballpark. We have a out in the outfield, there's this big Coke bottle and there's a, a big sculpture of a glove, and there's a, a sign at the at the base of the glove that says five hundred and one feet. So to hit it to the glove, you gotta get probably like five hundred and twenty feet. And he's the, he's come the closest. I think he hit it like wow. four eighty seven, something like that. That's a monster, monster home run. But that is not what we see. You already got me on sidetracked talking about baseball. It is October and there is October baseball but that's a lot of fun. Eric, thank yes. you for sitting in for uh for our good friend Randy Griggs. No,
3: I'm I'm psyched to be here. La- last week I was I was here but I was sort of on assignment, you know, babysitting in the house. So I kind of got I kind of missed most of the show. So, but I've been enjoying this whole entire Oktoberfest segment. <laughs>
4: Oktoberfest.
3: Because I think other than I think last week might have been the weakest of the beer. Not 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 physically weakest, but the weakest in in the sense of as a pairing for me. But all the other beers have been really, really good. So I'm excited to see uh, this is a wild card. And you guys decided to kind of continue on with the theme because it was a popular theme. So what do we have tonight, Robbie? We are drinking Kolsch.
4: Kolsch. Oh, nice. Is that good? That
2: was that good. Nice. You, you do a pretty good job, Jordan. So I was It trying was to the
4: greatest up. accent in all the world. <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh we are sticking with uh German beers, uh as you said, Eric, and we're going with Kolsch. I know I think we're we're drinking a couple of different styles. Or not styles, but a couple of different brands. Right. Um <clears throat> But there there are a few different styles of Kolsch. Uh there and there's a lot I can get into it. I get to be and I'm I'm disappointed, really. Normally you'd think Randy's not here, Rob's gotta be in a good mood. And e- that's that's the case. I am I'm in a fantastic <laughs> mood. However, <clears throat> I get to talk about this beer and I get to be the beer expert today, which is nice, and I get to, I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but I get to say top fermenting and bottom fermenting so often during the description of this particular beer that uh, I'm disappointed that Randy's not going to be here to to hear it because I know how much that pisses him off.
3: Yeah, well, I I you know bottom fermenting is typically what I I do uh, personally. Yeah. That was your nickname in college. Um, yeah, but uh, but top fermenting isn't bad either, so uh, I'm yeah, excited yeah, for that. Um, I, I take I,
2: any fermentation I can get, you know what I mean? I try
3: <laughs> to, yeah. I try, okay, first of all, let's set the record straight on this show. I am so dedicated to this show that right now the Colorado Avalanche are lifting the banner for the Stanley Cup banner in uh, Ball Arena, which is it's called Ball Arena now. It used to be a Pepsi Center, now it's called Ball Arena. But you know what? I'm so excited about this episode. I'm missing that, and that's okay with me. But um, the Colorado a- Avalanche opened the season tonight, defending our Stanley Cup. Uh, what was that a little glitch in the Matrix, Jordan? I don't know. I saw something. Yeah, I there. saw that a little something. But like. I'm excited about that. Now we we both have a Kolsch, right? Yes. But I intentionally picked a different one just so that to kind of mix things up. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's see your Kolsch.
2: I am drinking
3: Reisdorf. <clears throat>
2: Riesdorf, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at that. Look at that's that. a nice can. Just
3: that's just, a nice focus.
2: I mean, that's that's just all you
3: people focus. listening on um, mm-hmm. podcasts. You're missing out on the beautiful focus. It's,
2: it really has. We've we've upgraded the uh, the camera game in lot B minus. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's just do that again. I mean, yeah, look ooh. at that. It's just
3: oh. it's a beautiful thing. Oh, no. Uh, no. Don't blow oh. it. Don't blow oh. it. No. Oh, it's,
4: it. No. it's too much pressure now. Don't look at the screen. Just just it's... put it in the center. There, there you go. Yeah.
3: Oh, there it you it nailed uh, it. Look at that. Look at that yeah. sexy can. Boom.
4: That's just amazing. All right. We'll talk more about this beer. Anyway, yep. and, uh, and here's mine <laughs> real quick. Oh, but, let's see your skills. You're not in the center.
3: Trying. There it is. Ooh, that's a oh, nice that's can, too. Circuit. Yeah, a gaffle. That's a gaffle.
4: These guys make good
1: cans. Gaffle.
3: So we're going to talk about these beers, but before we do that, Robbie, it's a wild card edition, and we've been running a contest for a week and two days, which is, mm. guess we're giving away 108 cigars tonight. Holy we're going to give away 108 cigars tonight. So, Robbie, let me just explain to the viewers how this is going to work, because- um, this is something we've never done before, but we think it's, we think it's going to be fun. Now here's the thing. So you could enter on Instagram, you could enter on Facebook, you could enter on Twitter and you could of course enter on the dojo but to do all those things, um, and you didn't have to do all of them, but if you did any of those things, there were some qualifying things you had to do. Like on Instagram, you had to tag two people and follow us and like that post, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So I went through and I qualified 108 finalists. So like,
4: validating? Mm. Like,
3: I validated 108 of the finalists. And so what we're going to do tonight, instead of just picking a winner at the end of the show, which is somewhat anticlimactic. Is that how you say that? Climactic? Climactic. You said it um, right the uh, second time. Anticlimactic. Right. That can be somewhat anticlimactic cuz you know you're like all this ah, here we go here we go here and the winner is Fred and then boom it's over. So tonight we're going to switch it up. We are going to every 5 <laughs> minutes what, what what did I say?
4: Oh, I was laughing at Robbie's oh, face. Okay.
3: Every 5 <laughs> minutes we are phone. going to randomly pick one of those 108 until we are down to 8 of those and then at the very end of the show, Robbie, we will pick Uh, a random person from that eight. Now, here's how this works just so that we can keep this uh, totally legit. I have the list in front of me of the 108. Now, Matt, welcome to the show, Matt Hall. Hello. How are you doing, my friends?
1: Doing good.
3: Now, Matt, you have in front of you random.org. Yes. So you don't even know the list at all. Right. You have no idea who is on this list. So, what you will do is you'll pick a random person, or a random, random number, num- and I will go down the list and tell you who that is. Right. So let's do the first one right now. Shall we, Ooh. Robbie, so we can start talking about these beers and yep. things? So, Matt, um, tell me when you're ready, and you just pick a random number from random.org between 1 and 108.
1: Okay, it is generating Kay. 10.
3: Oh, 10. All right, 10 is... God, my eyes are so bad robbie i i apologize for this but <laughs> <laughs> um, the the first f- final finalist final is final. john Baranowski. john Baranowski. Baranowski. that is Rome. uh b a r a n o s k i matt um so he is our first um you're not the winner yet john but you are easy, in Easy John. John you you are in Whoa, the running my friend Easy big fella Easy uh so Jordan do you want to set the clock now for 5 minutes boom All right uh we've already picked our first uh oh, uh so John Baranowski. uh Robbie what is the deal with Kosh?
1: Is it Kolsh I feel the pressure Robbie <laughs> did you well, see a comment
2: I I did. I saw Mike's comment. He said that the, the German guy at the German restaurant, and he said German in there a couple of times to prove his point, about the beer from told corrected me and said it's pronounced kosh with a oh. long O. So <clears throat> I just did a, a quick bit of research and <laughs> wow. you can Well, I've everywhere that I've heard it, it's it's Kolsch. Uh it, it does sound like some folks carry the O and call it Kolsch. 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 Um But there's still an uh, I have I've never heard it pronounced without the O or yeah, the L. just accidentally um, a typo. It, it's, no, he says long O. There I was know, no but like there. a long
4: O and he also forgot the L. Uh, I
2: doubt you know. it, but maybe. If that's the case, maybe it is. Uh, Kolsch is a uh, German beer, as we said. We're sticking with the German beer style. You, now you guys are going with the – you, you have to pour like three of those in there, Eric. Das Boot. Yeah, das if, you're not boot. Using, if you're using the boot, you got to really go with the boot. And fill it up.
3: I, I only have so uh, much beer, Robbie. All right, give me a break. Uh,
2: uh, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you're you're fronting. I think is uh, the term that the kids use these Don't days. Run. All right, I'll Bra. do I'll do okay. that. And from what I've heard, there ain't no future in your fronting. Um. So, Kolsch is a is an ale. Not like a, it's not a lager like the other beers that we've had. Uh, although it's kind of a hybrid ale, and we'll get into that in a second. It is produced in Cologne, Germany. So, any beer that's going to be called Kolsch has to be produced in Cologne, Germany. Just like champagne has to be produced in the Champagne region, uh, scotch has to be made in Scotland. Otherwise, it's called, uh, you know, sparkling wine or... uh, uh, Japanese whiskey. Or, Bourbon has to be made uh, in
3: the suburbs. <clears throat>
2: yeah, or yeah, exactly. Or it's uh, if if you're if you're producing it anywhere else, it's kolch style. Not that big of a difference, but there is some uniqueness. And I won't get into too much, or I won't get into the chemistry at all, really. But the water, um, the chemistry content of the water in Cologne is supposed to be one of the reasons mm. why this beer has this unique flavor that it does have. Um, it is, as I said, it's an ale. All the other beers we've had in our German beer segment are lagers. Uh, but this is actually, it's, it's almost, depending on who you ask, it's either an ale or a hybrid ale. It uses ale yeast, which is top fermenting yeast, as opposed to lager. See, this is why we was here, as opposed to a lager, which is bottom fermenting, bottom fermenting yeast. Um, but normally when you're producing an ale, like an IPA or anything like that, it is fermented at a higher temperature. So like 68 degrees, give or take, in that range, 60 to 68, somewhere around there. Um, but they produce uh, – they ferment this beer much, much lower in temperature. It takes a lot longer to produce. Nice. And um, <clears throat> that it, that's what gives it a lot of the clarity that it has. That's what gives it that kind of fruity aspect that you get from the uh, Noble Hops. Uh, very, very interesting beer. Um, <clears throat> I got a little bit of history on it, and I've actually picked this up from the Beer Steward's Handbook. Look at that. You want – you want Whoa. to read about the beer? Oh, look at that! Even focused on it. Look at that that's a beautiful thing. You want to you want to read about the beer? You pick up the Beer Stewards Handbook. It's going to have we got some graphs and all kinds of fun stuff. Are there
3: any there. Venn diagrams in there?
2: Uh, let's hold hold, hold please. Uh, that's really
3: that's really what I'm into uh, is Venn diagrams. You,
1: you like? Yeah. You sometimes like a good
4: sometimes you do two, three circles. Sometimes <laughs> four. I'm <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a pie chart email.
2: guy myself. All right. Um. So Cologne was, uh, it's actually, Cologne's been around for freaking ever. It was an ancient Roman city. Um, And during the Middle Ages, they built up, they had a a ton of trade. It was a strong trade route, blah, blah, blah. Um, They uh, had free enterprise, so they built their market pretty strong. And their beer that they made there, they made it differently. They used uh, as I said, they used ale yeast as opposed to uh, a lager yeast, so the beer was unique, and the city itself got a bit of a reputation as being a, a really fantastic beer city so when the uh rhein heisgebot we 've talked about that Whoa. before that 's the yeah the the german purity laws we've talked about that the basic the basic thing you need to know about that is beer has to be made of the only thing that can go into it is uh was it 's um uh, hops, yeast, uh, water, and grain. That's it. It's the only thing I can go in there. And yeast was actually added later because they didn't really know what yeast was at the beginning. Um, and now I only have ten seconds left. This clock. That's all right. In. No,
3: that's don't I, worry about I, I, it. Because just be, just because we're not gonna, we're not gonna like cut you off
2: right there. Oh, okay. Because I thought we'll just boom, my we just, we just, just, just know that we, dead right now.
3: No, that once we get to like a, a logical break, we know it's time to pick another winner. So you go ahead. So they they. The, the folks in cologne the brewers in cologne and
2: the, and the you know, town in general uh they pushed back a little bit on this purity law because they didn't want to use uh bottom fermenting yeast they wanted to stick with their style so uh they actually about 350 years later had <sighs> something that they called the Kolsch convention and the convention starts with a k which i, I like that i do mm. like alliteration I don't know about that. uh where they where they they solidified the uniqueness of their beer and really pushed that uh, top fermenting aspect. <clears throat> you're going to want a little bit of a head on that beer. Otherwise it's uh, you're not, there you is go. there. You, some that's some? too some? much. That's way too Ooh. much head. Ooh. Ooh. I know. <laughs> I'm hey trying to look now. at the Easy. screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't spill on yourself. Um, so Kolsch it's very pale. Uh, it's a refreshing beer. Mm, yeah. Light. Uh, I mean, these check in. What do we got? We're working with probably like four and a half percent ABV. Wow. Does this not say the ABV on the can? Mine is 4.8. I don't know if that's legal. Yeah. So 4.8. You're in that four and a half to five, which uh, is, uh, you know, obviously very approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, but it's, it's simple. It's, uh, it's very, it's pale. It's uh, highly attenuated attenuation. We've talked about before. Um, and that's just the conversion of sugars, uh, into alcohol and carbon dioxide, uh, during the fermentation process. So the greater the fermentate, the greater the attenuation, uh, the more sugar has been converted into alcohol. So it's going to be a drier style beer, uh, less sweet. Uh, that's really all that means. Um, mm. <clears throat> and there's a little bit of sweetness in, uh, in a Colch, not a lot. Uh, it's they call they say refer to it as hoppy uh, i think it's hoppy but not in the sense that we think of hoppy today uh, boy hoppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah as we, we've talked about that so we don't really need to go into it too much uh bright in color top fermenting beer uh and it does have to be uh brewed uh now in accordance with the reinheiskaboot i knew that um, no i didn't you did no and it has to be produced as i said in uh cologne uh, there's different reasons, different stories that I've heard. Uh, the one that makes the most sense to me is the water chemistry. Uh, but there is <clears throat> a beautiful, beautiful cathedral in Cologne. It's one of the few things left standing from Cologne through World War II. And the reason that it was left standing was because Allied bombers used that as kind of a landmark for when they would drop their bombs. Um, so they say that if it's if you're making a colch, it has to be
3: brewed within sight
2: of the cathedral. Wow. I think that seems... a that's just a bit I, more of a, just actually. A you know hyperbole. what?
3: Hyperbole. I lo- I like that. I think that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like, it has to be brewed within in, within eyesight of that. That's well, pretty freaking cool.
2: This cathedral is massive, <clears throat> and you could see it from a hell of a long way away. So there's a lot of folks who could be brewing kolsch that maybe they aren't. But uh, I've been to Cologne, um, and uh, when on my... 40th anniversary trip or 40 uh, 40th anniversary on the planet my 40th birthday trip Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit because the way they serve uh, Kolsch in Cologne is a little bit different than any other place that serves any other beer in the world that I've been to so we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah uh, Yeah, well let's yeah let's grab another winner
3: let's grab another finalist uh, Um, finalist not a winner Matt um, spin the wheel of randomness
1: okay 49
3: 49
2: sounds an awful lot like the best defense in the nfl
3: (laughs) 49 is this is all one word big blue stogies big blue stogies you are you're not a winner yet you're you're a one of eight finalists okay robbie uh continue on uh with when you went and they serve it in an interesting way you
1: say
2: Yeah, it's, it is a little bit interesting. Uh, Jordan, we've got a photo <clears throat> of the glass. There's specific glassware that Kolsch is served in, and it's called the oh. Stangen. Oh, I love and
5: that. And
2: basically... Stangen? It's Stangen. Stangen. Yeah. They that. are uh, s- smaller glasses, uh, 6.8 fluid ounces. So um, <clears throat> out of this particular can, you'd probably get uh, two and maybe two and a half glasses. And the way they serve it, as soon as you sit down at the table, you don't even order the beer. If you're at one of the breweries, you don't even order the beer; they just bring it to you. Now that's and
3: that's the way it should be.
2: <clears throat> they set it on your table, and as long as your glass is more than like three, oh, one quarter full, as long as you're like you know half full, three quarters full, whatever, they won't bring you another one. But once you get down to mm. about a third of the way, you got one third of your beer left, if you don't cover it with your um, uh, with your coaster, <clears throat> they'll just bring you another one. And it's in, in essence, you ordered it, and whether you want that beer or not, Whoa. it's coming to your table.
4: Wow! And it's go, it's going on your check. You and gotta know, they... you
3: gotta, you gotta kind of know the.
4: Uh, it's like uh, yeah. sopapillas at uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Casablanca.
3: Yeah, you gotta know because they're gonna just come and give you another one. I love that. That's amazing.
2: It's pretty cool. And this was when we went, when Dana and I went. We got in, and uh, pa- Pafkin, I think is how you'd say that. I'm not sure what the umlaut does to an A. Mm. Pafkin. Poffkin, Poffkin, Pof- I don't know. I don't know. Pof- anyway, it's, that's I super, super clear though. I like that. Any anyway, this was <clears throat> this was our favorite place. We went back here uh, a handful of times, and this is how they track the beers. That, oh, can you even see that? The beers that you order, oh. they mark your. Uh, they, so those all those lines. I had five. That's how many beers I had. You see those lines up at the Jeez, top? So one, yeah. two, three, four, five. Yeah. And then I, I don't know what the rest of this stuff says. You and Dana but, had a wild night. I love though. it. So once you get your beers, say my beer was if I don't want another beer, boom. Hmm. You gotta set that on top and they won't bring you anymore. But I thought that was really did interesting. Did
3: you did There's, you know that going in? Or was I, that I, did you learn that I, while you were there?
2: I did, uh, because I took a I took a brewing class up at UC Davis.
1: Oh, where's so the timer? Weekend,
2: Put the timer up. A oh, weekend yeah. long class. And uh, I remember one of the professors telling a story about that. And I remember thinking it was stressful, just like this clock, that uh, <laughs> if 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 you you don't really know, like, but at, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is They're going to bring you a beer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the the world. Exactly. But that's one the thing best that, thing uh, that's going to happen. Right? Yeah. One thing that uh, Dana and I like to do is I always collect um, the coasters from places that we went. And these I thought were just cool just because – you can see these are all ones that were marked from when we were actually there. Um, this one's uh, Fru Kolsch. These white ones are really hard to see. but uh, Yeah, you know, when you tilt it, be, I can
3: see it, yeah. Three There's the marks. Others. You had four there.
2: Yeah, and that, that's Fru Kolsch, yeah, with the umlaut there. I figured that's the easiest one umlauts. to find. They love those umlauts. They do. They be loving the umlauts, man, I'll tell mm. you. Um, but uh, that's one of the easiest ones to find in the U.S. One of the most widely distributed is Fru. Um, so i figured now robbie i'm, I'm sure think, at least somebody in the audience is drinking that
3: robbie i think the really the question that we really want to get down to here is mm. when you and dana are on these trips who, who's the responsible one is dana sort of like making sure that you are kind of or are or is dana a, a little you know uh, she's like putting him down and you're kind of like, all right honey like let's <laughs> take it easy we still have to walk back to the to the hotel uh who, who's uh... who's in control
2: uh well, that's a good question. Uh it changes on a nightly basis. Yeah. And sometimes uh sometimes once we get to the end of the evening, it turns out that uh whoever is slightly more in control is uh is the one that's gonna make sure we get home. Uh for the most part, Dana's the one that handles things. Now in our in our uh in our elevated age we um we enjoy and not over imbibe. Um although uh I do remember the night when we walked home from Oktoberfest, and I won't tell any of the stories because Dana will get mad at me. But, oh, um, wow. we it was it was a struggle for both of us wow. to uh, to to figure out our, our way home. She uh, <laughs> she felt like she lost a lot of money, so she was upset. Um, she she lost like two or three hundred euros that she thought she had with her. Uh, we right. found out later that she she didn't. Uh, so it was fine, but she was really upset about that. Um, so I'm consoling her as we're walking home. Remember, there was a point where she was actually crying, and this guy comes up. He's like, hey, ma'am, are you okay? Like, is this guy, like, you know, he, he was trying to be, like, a nice guy just to make sure that she was okay and I wasn't doing anything improper. Um, but uh, I remember uh, that next morning, uh, we both felt a little bit uh, terrible, and neither of us remembered the, the second half of the walk home. Uh, but that was that's not normal. That was Oktoberfest. I mean, we're drinking, we started at 10 a.m. We were drinking liters of beer. We were there the whole day. And then um, Claudio from uh, Mombacho, this is when I was working for Mombacho, uh, Claudio and uh, one of the retailers came and met us later that night or that evening. It was like six o'clock. So we, just when we were ready to be done, we started up again. It was, uh, Christmas. Yeah, it was, it was a fun trip. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that uh, somebody on here said, uh, like gave me a shout out because they said, "Oh yeah, Mike." He says, "Yeah, he's like love it, Robbie." I would hit all the breweries too. Yeah, that was the the whole point of that trip, Mike. Was we wanted to um, we hit up some some serious uh, some serious beer. Went to Cantillon in uh, Belgium, um, which was a really unique experience. Um, not really my style of beer, but people love Cantillon. It's a uh, um, it was one of those beers that as soon as I checked in there on Facebook, I had 35 people saying, hey, can you bring some home for me? Because you can't really get it here in the U.S. Um, but uh, had some great uh, Belgian beers. Um, did, visited, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine different uh, breweries in Cologne and having a bunch of Kolsch, and then went down to Oktoberfest. It was a fabulous, fabulous trip. And I'm realizing now that we're coming up on – we need to pick, up, pick another uh, – uh finalist here but we haven't even talked about our cigars yet.
3: Now, so let's let's get to the next finalist and let's go ahead and do that now. Yeah, even we missed it a bit. We kind of missed a bit. Um and then we can talk about cigars and then maybe we'll have a commercial break, who knows. We'll see. Um Matt, uh what is the next random number between 101 and 108?
1: It is 89.
3: Oh, way down the list.
2: All right. Nice. 1989,
3: 1989 was a
2: good year. Except for the earthquake, other than the earthquake, it was a great year.
3: Uh, that was the year that Dominic was born, my second son. All right, the uh, next finalist is Furious, Furious, Furious. You are a one. You are one of the eight. We could call this the elite eight. You're one of the elite. Yeah, eight. Yeah, like that. All right, start start that uh, timer, <clears throat> Jordan. Boom. Um, start the timer. Let's talk about these cigars, boys. Yes. What I, did you I'll, go? With? I'll kick
2: it off. You know, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to smoke. Um, you know, we're drinking a lighter beer. I thought, you know, something Connecticut wrapped and thought, nah, that just seems too easy. And I didn't really have any Davidoff and, um, I don't know. I was just, I was looking through the humidor and this cigar came up and I smoked the original, but I haven't, this is the first time I'm smoking the remake. So I'm going with the Reviver. Oh, nice. Our our, our good friends at uh, cigar dojo and, um, and Agonorsa leaf.
3: That is a mighty so that's, fine that's, pick. You're gonna that's what I'm the, going to get that with. What you're you going to like balance out that uh, Kolsch with some syrupy graham cracker sweetness. Uh, I, so, uh, what I did um, is I kind of had the same thought as you, not uh, flavor profile wise, but as far as uh, it's just going to be a kind of a clean, crisp beer. I don't want to pick anything crazy. So I went with the standard uh, release Aladino um original Corojo. Uh, I wanted to pick up some salt in this to add to the beer flavor. Um, so that's what I went with. Jordan, what did you go with?
4: Oh, I did a Brick House Bricktoberfest twenty twenty two new release.
3: The brand new Bricktoberfest. In Bricktoberfest. your in your DOS boot.
1: In the DOS boot in
3: the DOS boot, very ah. well. Uh, Matthew Hall, what did you decide to go with with your Kolsch?
1: I went with, uh, My Father.
3: Oh, which, which one is that? Just, just Just the the standard, like, number three or something?
1: I think it's the number one.
3: The number one. That's an excellent cigar. It some spice, uh, some cabinet spice in that one. So, um, I guess the, the, maybe the outlier here could theoretically be Jordan, um, with your Bricktoberfest, because we're not (laughs) super familiar with that particular cigar. Whereas... We're very familiar with all of the other uh, picks tonight. So it'll um, be interesting to see how your Bricktoberfest goes
4: Bricktoberfest, down. Bricktoberfest, uh, it's similar to the OG, but uh, they don't totally disclose everything. It has a jalapa wrapper, dual binders from Esley and Condega and Nicaraguan fillers.
3: All right. Well, that'll be interesting. I'll say this about the beer right off the bat, uh, Robbie, is this beer is super refreshing. Like, this right. is a... This is a great beer for this time of year where it's still kinda of warm, but you kind of feel fall coming on and you go outside and there's a little bit of crispness to the air. This beer has a little bit of crispness to it. So it is a crisp beer for a crisp time of year, but also refreshing enough because it's still warm outside. So it I think this is an excellent, you know, Oktoberfest uh pick by you guys.
2: Yeah, it's you know, we we left it off the initial list um for a couple of different reasons mainly because we wanted to touch on all those others um but um I, and we didn't really figure we would go with too many lighter lighter styles um davidoff signature somebody is uh, that's bill powers that's an interesting choice uh i have the comments open we've had i've had access to comments for months and i just never kept them open and now i can actually <laughs> see what uh whatever and, and craig lee has the reisdorf colch with uh espinosa crema so that's an interesting pairing too so i'm curious uh, to hear what everybody thinks as they go through no but that's yeah, a good the, wait the that's pair, a,
3: hold on just oh, on that point yeah uh, sorry robbie didn't mean to interrupt you but um, on that oh. point yeah guys let us know if you're on facebook or youtube uh what your pairing is and at the end of the show towards the end of the show we'll go through four or five of the audience pairings and we'll pick uh who we think maybe paired it best uh, yeah so.
2: absolutely Uh, absolutely thank you you're doing a good job of reminding the audience of stuff i'm still catching up i feel like Mm. i I did we did the show last week but then i feel like there was a lot of time in there before so i'm forgetting a few things here and there go ahead and share the show if you haven't done that yet Mm, i'm about half hour late telling everybody to do that but that's all all right um so yeah the the beer is it's super delicious super super simple it's very, if if a, if I see a brewery, and I've said this before, I always go for a lager usually. But if I see a brewery that makes a Kolsch, I want to try their Kolsch. I want to try their lagers, uh, even though this isn't a lager. But you can't hide your mistakes with a beer like this. Mm. It's either it's either good and done right or it's not. And there's nothing else you can do about it. It's either good or it's not. Right. And these just about everyone from Germany, they all taste a, a little bit different. You'll get a little bit. M- I get a little bit more sweetness uh, from Reisdorf. Uh, there is a, a bit of a kind of a fruity uh i don't know almost like an apple kind of mm-hmm. note but not really yep. like a like a nondescript kind of fruity uh, it's like in between apple it. and pear or yeah. Something. yeah i'm getting, yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah.
3: the exact same things from my gaffel uh i get some sweetness robbie there's some sweetness yeah. in this beer yeah. A
1: little
2: bit. Yeah, a little bit of it, uh, which I'm sure Randy could say it's because of the uh, temperature that it is fermented at. Um, and I think that is probably the case. But Randy's going to watch this episode and tell me everything I said wrong. And we'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll check back in next week. We'll do Kolsch again so uh, Randy can correct all the mistakes. But you're right. There was there is that kind of uh, sweet. Um, I, I, you said uh, graham cracker. I think of it as more like a pie crust kind of flavor mm-hmm. that comes it's similar right but uh, in the same vein but i think with the reviver i think that kind of pie crust kind of sweetness and i thought you know with that little bit of fruitiness that i get from the beer um Mm. you know it's fall maybe a little apple pie pie kind of vibe yeah could could come from this the apple isn't really strong it's as jordan said it's kind of a cross between an apple and a pear pear is probably a better descriptor um Again, not an overpowering, but just one of those notes that just kind of, it's reminiscent of, uh, and it just, it, it gives a nice feeling. We got somebody else doing the of Stephen Moses and the Kintsugi. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. See, so he said light citrus notes. Yeah. I, I get a little citrus in there as well. Maybe like a, like an orange rind. Um, mm. not overly sweet or overly pungent, but just a little bit in there. Um, all right, we got to pick another. Final let's one. do it.
3: Let's, let's pick let's the it. fourth of uh eight, the elite eight. Matt, give me a number between one and one hundred eight. Seventy nine. Last okay. All right, all right. Seventy nine. Seventy nine is Martin Drew. Martin Drew is number 79, Martin Drew, Drew Estate. That kind of reminds me of something. Uh...
5: Tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey, your favorite cigar pairing show. Just like every episode since season one, is brought to you by none other than Drew Estate Cigars. Drew Estate make sure that we can take this pairing journey with you each Wednesday as we learn about flavor and pairing with cigars. This show wouldn't be possible without their unwavering support. Drew Estate, the number one premium cigar brand in existence. The makers of acid, Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, they bring an energy and style to this community like no brand ever has. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick-and-mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smoke-In! Smoke-In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick-and-mortar locations or visit them online at Smoke-In! Boom. Nice
3: job, nice. Randy. Good job, Randy. So here's
2: what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Now, bear with me. Right. I'm thinking that the next show that Randy misses, which sounds like it might be relatively soon. Uh, <laughs> I have him send over a read that he's written and I do it.
3: Ah, oh,
2: live. collaboration! I love it. Well, I'll do. I'll do it live. Now you've always,
3: Robbie. You've always distanced yourself no. yeah. from this. I,
2: I'll. I'll do it live, but I will do it in character. <laughs> is this a
1: and I, I have, Oh, yes I want it now. Oh, you guys <laughs> gotta
3: tune in next week because this is gonna be. I, epic I have a.
2: I have a character chosen. Uh, I will not be dressed up as this character, but I will. Uh, it's like the only voice that I think I can do. So I will. I, Does I will Randy do have for...
4: to not be on the show for you to do this, or will you do it? With That's you? correct. Okay, so next That's time correct. Randy's off the show. Okay, right. I, I don't.
2: I don't want Randy to feel like I'm trying to edge in on his space. Mm. Right. Because you know uh, how he gets. I, he gets a little Randy sensitive, and this, you know,
1: clip, He's gonna just cancel next week's show. <laughs> 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 well, will see wait. if I
2: can get him to send me. If I can get him to send me uh, one of his reads, that would be a lot of fun. Um, Because I'm reading these comments and people are just like, yeah, this doesn't count. You know, oh, this is sad. It's no no fun. Uh, You know, Randy's read, Sober Randy, 3 out of 10. You know, like these guys, they're just not feeling it. I even saw who said this. And this was in reference to something else. But uh, Joe Machado says, if Randy can't be bothered to be there, does his opinion matter?
3: Mm. Decent, decent. uh,
2: You know, and I, I don't want people to feel that way. Uh, about to kidnap Randy so yeah so we'll see maybe we'll uh, I can uh, have a couple of a uh, couple of snaps of whiskey before the show and I mm-hmm. will do the read myself now that Jordan go ahead and stop that timer
3: stop that timer what stop that timer because the, uh, the read was essentially we, we've done like five minutes let's do it let's pick another one right now and no. then we'll get back to the show All right, Matt, give me another number between 1 and 108, please. This will be another Elite Eight member. 43. 43. Elite Eight. All right, 43 is Tim C. That's T-I, or it's actually Tim M-C, T-I-M-M-C-71. Tim C-71, you are part of the Elite Eight Wow, there's a lot of guys in this uh, that I'm not super familiar with, so this is going to be good. I, I think I know Tim. I mean, I, I see him on the dojo and stuff. Um, anyways, oh, all right, start that timer. Tim where... he, oh. he said that's me. Wow, there you go. Boom. So um, I say, Robbie, let's do a um, sort of mid-show update on how you think your pairing is going.
2: You know, it's kind of what I expected. Um, I didn't want a a cigar that was just going to be way, way too heavy. Uh, You know, no Maduros in this for me. Um, The beer is actually holding up better than I thought it would. It's – I think it's one of those things where you you see – you. You expect a cigar just to be so much stronger than, than a beer because this is so, it's so pale in color. It's light, it's not an IPA. Uh, so, it's, how could it possibly stand up to a cigar? But there, are, like we've talked about, there's a lot of flavor happening in this beer. So, um, and as it warms up, and this is the great thing about uh, German beers, and for the most part, if you're keeping your German beer in your fridge and you're having it right as you take it out of the fridge, you're drinking it too cold. Uh, same thing with English beers, pretty much <clears throat> most of your. Uh, Uh, European beers, you're going to want to make them uh, have them a little bit warmer than uh, not quite room temperature, but uh, take them out of the the fridge maybe 10 15 minutes before you want to start drinking it. uh, Like anybody plans ahead for beer like that, but that's probably the best way to go. I think of it the same way as I think of uh, white wine I take it, I keep it in the fridge, but I take it out about a half hour before I want to serve it. Uh, And red wine, keep it out, you put it in for about a half hour before you want to serve it. Just not really kind of a rule of thumb, Um, but. As it warms up, that the flavors open up. I get a lot more of that fruity characteristic. Uh, again, kind of a, almost like a fruity pebbles kind of thing where it's just kind of mm. nondescript fruit flavor, you know. Not quite that sweet uh, or that strong, but that's the vibe that I'm getting. Um, I still get that, that kind of pie crust flavor. I wish there was a little dab of cinnamon coming out of the cigar, which I've never gotten from this particular blend. But if there was a little bit more of that cabinet spice in there, I think it would take it all the way to that pie or, uh, you know, some kind of... Uh, I don't know, fruit pie, something or other, but uh, it's it's good so far. Uh, the beer is holding up. We'll see how it goes as I get deeper into the cigar. What how do you, you think?
4: I don't know. Do you remember the uh, the original? Do you like this one? How do you like this one against the original?
2: I smoked the original twice. I remember really, really enjoying it and getting very similar flavors. Um, I'm only – I'm not even halfway into this, bu- this bad boy yet. I lit it just before the show, so we're about – Uh, Wow, actually, 40 minutes in, but I've been talking a lot. Um, So I think so far, so good. It's hard because I haven't, it's been a while since I smoked the original. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's about what I expected. So yeah, I guess it's pretty similar.
3: All right. I, I gotta say, uh, Robbie, this is a little darker than i expected i mean it's not a dark beer of course but it's looks that's a lot lighter than yours doesn't it look at that yeah it looks darker than... i mean yeah, sorry yours d- sorry look, darker. look at my
2: look at my face in the in the glass that's, <laughs> yeah, that's cool uh
3: it's this is fun. a fun pairing the whole show this way look how, look at how far into the cigar i am like this cigar is much quicker burner than the reviver is um so far it's a fun pairing um it's not going to be crazy in any stretch of the imagination. You get some cabinet spice out of the cigar, and obviously you get some salt with that original Corojo. Um, I'm enjoying it uh, immensely, but it's it's not crazy or anything. It's just a fun pairing. Jordan, how how's yours going?
4: Yeah, uh, kind of similar. Uh, I think it just fits well with the with the season. Everything you know, there's sort of a warm warm uh, cabinet spices going on. Crisp. The beer is it's interesting. It's it's like a it's like a cross between a PBR and a Dale's Pale Ale. Like mm. it's weird that this is the ale when it seems more crisp than the the ones we've been doing this whole segment. Mm. It kind of seems like the opposite. I don't know why, but um yeah, this uh this cigar's got nice uh nutmeggy, toasted bread kind of stuff going on. It's a great pairing um that I could easily recommend but nothing <laughs> too crazy going on, you know. Right. Just fitting for the mood.
3: What do you think, Matt? How's your my father going with the Kosh?
1: I'd say it's going the same. Like the cigar is really the cigar. It's great. It's doing all it should. The the beer is nice. I I don't know if you guys get this, but it has like a, a finish that's kind of like minerally water, almost topo Chico-y without the carbonation, which I think really cleans the palate, I and mean, mm, the cigar little, just shines right afterwards.
3: Little palate cleanser for yeah. you. All right. Um. Very good. So I think we're we kind of all sort of feel the same way about appearing to this stage. It's just solid. Um, not crazy in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, that brings us, Matt, to picking another uh, member of the Elite Eight. Um, give me a Oops. number, <laughs> a random number between one and 108. 68. Oh, gosh. Getting some... These are all down the line. Uh all right. Sixty-eight is Aaron Knight, and his uh his tag name is Juz, Juzmenu, J U Z Menu. So um, Aaron Knight is is the next one. Okay, uh, set that timer, Jordan, for the next one. We only have two left to go in that. I think right. Am I right? Uh, one left. One, mm. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So we have two, two, two to pick, there, Robbie. Robbie, can you imagine winning 108 cigars? Like it's literally three gallon bags uh, of cigars, packed full. So whoever wins this is going to have a serious uh, pick me up to their humidor. They, we might. It's like kind of like, kind of like when like you win the lottery and all of a sudden like you're in a different tax bracket. Like we're <laughs> we're putting somebody into a different humidor bracket with this uh, giveaway.
2: It's one of those things. It's just like you win, yeah. auto. you got to show up in costume so people just can't tell who you are, and you don't want a bunch of people just hitting you up for free cigars. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a hell of a prize, man. One hundred and eight sticks. I, I hope the winner has play, somewhere to store everything. Well. You know, they, this, they, they you might need, have to go buy to a, a door or something. Who knows? Need to get a humidor sponsor on this. You send somebody with a <laughs> yeah. hundred count humidor plus one hundred eight sticks. They need another humidor on top of that. That's uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I'm I i can not wait to see who wins. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, that Robbie, was an interesting uh, comment that, uh, that real quick that yeah that, yeah uh, go ahead. that Matt made about how the beer finishes so dry and clean on your palate. Um, and that's one thing with that we talked about the attenuation, uh, mm, where, attenuation. You, where changing that uh, those sugars into uh, alcohol and CO two, um, that gives you more of a dry, uh, a dry beer, less less sweetness. And although we do get some of that malty sweetness from this, uh, it does finish very very clean on the palate, which is great for if you want if it's a day where you want to have more than one beer. Uh, it's also great if you're pairing it with a cigar. Like the the cigar is going to be the star of the show when you're pairing with a beer like this, but this does it almost even better than just like a like a regular Topo Chico or something that's just a palate cleanser because you still get the you still get the enjoyment of the beer, you get the flavors and everything, you get the all the all the benefits uh, of of the beer, but then it just finishes so dry and clean on the palate that you know everything from the cigar, all the flavors from the cigar really shine.
3: Yeah, I like I like these. Um... I like these clean, clean beers. I've I've sort of faded away from these for a while because I've been on the whole, you know, hazy, juicy IPA kick and whatnot. But um, I, I I can say this as far as uh, American style beers in a beer this light or or refreshing, you wouldn't also get the the added like uh, thickness and sweetness unless it was a higher octane style beer. This is only what do we say? 4.8%, but it feels nice and syrupy. There's a good mouthfeel to this beer. Like, um, definitely a fun beer. Um, I'm, I'm glad that I bought uh, a few extra of these. I'll, I'll definitely dive back into this in the coming months. These just feel so fall esque, as I said earlier.
2: Yeah. It's, it's funny that you keep saying that. Cause to me, this is, it's really kind of an all year around beer, right? You can have it really whenever it's, it's a, it's, You can – if you just want to throw a couple back while you're watching football, uh, which I did over the weekend, I actually – should I admit that I had a four-pack of these if I watched the 49ers beat the – Yeah, heck yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Well, they're big – I mean, these are big cans too. It was I, I, I That was my cal- my full caloric intake for a day and a half was uh, was <laughs> just beer. But um, yeah, it's, and there's so many different. I was reading through this uh, beer steward handbook, and it's a little outdated because it says that you know German examples are hard to find in the U.S. That's that's not the case at all. There are uh, many many um, German examples that you can find in the U.S. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's the fun thing about this. I like to go to we've got Bevmo and. Um, Total Wine, places like that, Benny's, if you've got one of those around you, where you can just – I'm sure they've got a section of German beer, and you can look at all the – you can just find uh, some different cults and try try them side by side, see which ones you like. I love doing stuff like that, finding a particular style and then uh, tasting as many of the – like. Uh, standard examples of it as you can, right. um, and with this, you know it's only five percent, so it's not gonna you don't get crushed.
3: Now, Robbie, when we come back, right, we're gonna we're gonna pick another winner here shortly, or another mm. finalist, um, elite mm. eight finalist. But when we come back from from that, uh, I want you to describe what you have learned as far as cigar pairings are concerned in this Oktoberfest segment that we've had. Like, what advice could you give? Cigar smokers, um, you know, if they're if they're having the German beers, what types of cigars, you know, in this in this segment, what have you learned? What can you what where can you point them? So that's what we'll do when we come back from this break. Matt, um, it is time to pick the seventh of the elite eight. There's only two left, Matt. So give me a number between one and one hundred and eight. Here we go. Sixty one. 61.
4: All these 60s.
3: Okay. All right. All right. 61 is Stephen Wells. Steve Wells. That's uh, his handle is Saw515 on the Dojoverse. Stephen Wells, there's only one Elite Eight to be picked, and that'll be picked in five minutes. Jordan, start the timer. Robbie, my question to you is, I'm a cigar smoker. I'm into German beers or I want to get into German beers. Are there, are there trends? Are there, um, guidelines? Is there things you would, you would recommend things you wouldn't recommend with German beers? Where are we at in this segment and what can we glean from the German beer segment with cigars?
2: It's funny that you asked if there are trends. Um, when we were in the Oktoberfest episode, uh most of those breweries are like 300 and 400 years old. So, right. yeah. <laughs> with, with the tr- the trends are tradition really when it comes to uh to German beers. And I should um trademark that and sell that to uh the German Beer Council or something cuz that is uh, that was a great tagline. Um see, they just come out, you know, when when you do marketing <laughs> for a living, you know, you just boom boom boom. It's just gems all over the place. I plant seeds and they grow. What can I tell you? Um <clears throat> Um. What was the question? <laughs> I don't
3: know. It was uh, uh,
2: trends in German. A uh, trends. No, I. Yeah, I remember. Some um,
3: types of cigars that you could recommend. Yeah. Certain types that you might avoid. Like, what have we learned in this f- now five week segment?
2: So it's interesting. I missed a couple of the episodes, right? I I wasn't here for the uh, Wein and Stoffener, uh, which is a um, that's a hef. Uh I wasn't here for the Dunkel as well, which is a a heavier, uh, darker beer. Uh, I was here for Oktoberfest um i did the oktoberfest martzen and you did a fest beer um but the the one that really speaks to me was last week's episode where we both did the where we all did the doppelbach and now granted Mm. that wasn't your favorite as far as the beers were concerned of the of the episodes but we all smoked very different cigars and i think we all had relatively good experiences i think you guys did thumbs down but um randy and i specifically had very different cigars his was Maduro, Maduro, and then some more Maduro on the side. And I had the uh, Julius Caesar from J.C. Newman. I mean, those are almost polar opposites when it comes to uh, when it comes to cigars. Uh, pr- flavor profile, right? And blend profile. And we both had really good experiences. So the thing that I've taken from this is that German beers, while being delicious, and you should just drink them all. Just try them all. I love German beer. I can't. I mean, if you want, if you want specific beers to try, shoot me a message. I'll tell you. But um, German beers are amazing, and um, if the the main thing, that my takeaway is they're super, super flexible. They're versatile as mm. far as pairings are concerned. You can go with a heavier cigar. You can go with That's lighter. That's what cigar. I was going to say. Um, yeah, I mean, the versatility was the thing that uh, that really uh, caught my attention from this segment, and, and even here today. I mean, we're all. Kind of in the same boat with what we're smoking. I know there's probably – there's a Connecticut-wrapped a cigar in there that I think uh, um, that Matt's – no, Matt's not smoking a Connecticut-wrapped. I was reading somebody else's, so I got confused. But I know Jordan's smoking a, a cigar with, uh, you know, darker tobaccos in it. There There's just – there's a certain amount of flexibility. But if you're going with a heavier style, a Dunkel, a Doppelbach, um then you definitely want to smoke something that's got a little bit more kick to it. It looks like Randy smoked the Fuente Lost City with the Dunkel. I imagine that was an amazing pairing. Uh, Dunkel is probably where I would start. Um, there's so much nice flavors going on in Dunkel. Um, uh, it's a little bit more stewed fruit. Stewed fruit is kind of the, the, over, the overarching theme when it comes to the darker German beers. Um, I don't get a ton of chocolate and coffee notes from most of them it's more of a stewed fruit so those those uh those maduro wrap cigars are going to go really really well someone in there asked if there is a german stout i'm sure there are it's not really a classic style from germany Uh, there you go kevin perfect did you know i was gonna ask that question jordan i was gonna
4: bring that up to you
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's i mean i'm sure there are and i'll even do a little search right here um but it's not a classic style uh, that comes out of germany uh from what i understand there's alt beers um which are i mean martin's not really a stout uh, doppelbach i guess is kind of close but there, it's a different fermentation process it's a different um these are lagers you know and they're they're and a stout's not a lager so you're gonna get more of those chocolate coffee roasty kind of flavors i think that's what uh, uh randy was saying if you go with a schwartz beer you'll get a similar flavor that's a dark lager. Um, But, you know, for the most part, there's not a whole lot of uh, German stouts. There's a lot of German, a lot of rich, dark German beer, but um, um, I don't think of stouts as being um, uh, prominent. And I'm scrolling through here, and I'm not really – a lot of dark beer, but not really stouts. All right. That so I
3: guess question. I guess ultimately uh, what we've learned and at least what I've learned is um the German beers are a very flexible uh yeah, they're, they're pairing.
4: good uh, support for pretty much for almost a large yeah. variety of cigars. Yeah. It
3: it, it isn't yeah. like I I feel like there's like with you take like bourbon, right? Uh bourbon you you need a cigar that can compete with the bourbon. And and even though I can drink bourbon with almost every, any cigar, but truth be told for a really good pairing, you know, you need a cigar that can, that has the flavors to compete with that, and uh, you know, other pairings that we've done along the way, um, kind of, re- the, you had to kind of be careful where you were with the cigar pairing. These, you don't really have to be that careful. Too,
4: I think, you know, it, it kind of holds true to the classic, you know, pick your the try to match the colors um, would be the easiest way to do it. Um, Connecticut's. Only if you want, like, a, if you're going to get like a fuller-bodied Connecticut. For the most part, it's Sabanos, and for me, the Nicaraguans did better than the Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of matching more of that malty, caramely kind of profile of the beers. Um, so I would lean towards the Nicaraguans on on these beers, but pretty much they they are so balanced that they supported just about any flavor-forward cigar you're going to grab. You know.
3: All right, let's. We're going to get to the audience pairings. Jordan, do you have four or five that we can look at real quick? Yeah. But before we do that, let's pick our final elite 8 member. Matt, give me one last.
1: Okay. I pick just between to add Yes. To a note to that last. Yeah, thing sure. Though, they they most cigars work with it, but you can find really fun pairings too. Like the beers are mm-hmm. so nuanced sometimes that you can find a really fun pairing to make with it.
3: Yeah, and, and I, I think this is a fun I'm I'm doing one right now, right. Matt. Um it's a fun pairing. So that's a good good point. Uh, 38 38
1: 38
3: is Brian A and his his handle is uh bean bean cell bean cell Brian A um bean cell is his handle so let me just let me let me read off the the eight that we have we have John Baranowski we have big blue stogies we have furious we have martin drew we have tim c71 we have aaron knight we have steve wells and we have brian a bean cell one of those guys or gals i'm assuming they're all guys maybe is going to win jesus but start the clock jordan um and let's talk about Robbie, let's talk uh, audience pairings, and uh, we'll see what we think. Yeah,
4: let's do it. All right. First off, Chad, I just love this because his beer is called Umlaut. Oh, paired <laughs> with Aroa Dark.
3: Oh, so uh, all right. So he has a, a similar. I mean, at least from the probably the same farm. That, to what you got that you're I'm going on. smoking. So yep. good job, Chad. All right. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, I'm.
2: I'm not super familiar with the Aroa Dark. I love the name. I was actually talking to Chad. I thought that beer was gonna be if that was canned, I was gonna have him, you know, try to get me a, a four pack or two. But uh, apparently it's a uh Is that they didn't get that one in they didn't get that one in cans. It's a local beer
3: to Chad. I
4: was gonna say is it an American beer? It must be a beer? Kolsch style. Kolsch Kolsch style. Kolsch style, indeed. American, yeah. All right. Um we've got uh John Marzella drinking Captain Lawrence uh Kolsch with uh Laranja Reserve.
3: Oh.
2: Oh, interesting.
3: Captain Lawrence Captain's Kolsch with the Laranja. Interesting. So you're getting a little citrus in there from the cigar. <laughs> um, uh? Maybe, maybe not. All right, what else we got?
4: <laughs> okay, Michael's got a Kid Kolsch new Glarus <laughs> with Agonor Salif La Villa Edition, Connecticut.
3: Oh, so he's going to he's the Connecticut.
4: Fruity notes, maybe some yep. pear.
3: All right, so there is our first um, legit, and that is yeah. a good. That's
4: the kind of Connecticut you'd want to do, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you need one that has a little more. That's
3: huh. a That's a good pick. Interesting.
4: All right, we got? Stephen Moses doing the, the same as uh, Robbie with a uh, Okay. All right, we've got Mike Hakens in honor of Randy drinking the the same as Robbie, with a Tatuai Monster Wolf.
2: Mm. Mm. Ooh, that sounds like a lot of cigar for that beer. I'm curious, though, Mike, how that's working out. If you can chime in, if you're still watching, I'd be
4: curious to hear that. Um, All right, one more. Okay. we got Bill Powers doing Davidoff's signature with both beers, although the gaffle is adding the honey flavors that he wanted to
3: find. Yeah, now, I'm glad that Bill said that, because, Robbie, I'm telling you, this uh, gaffle is a bit sweeter than I was imagining that it was going to be. And Bill kind of is affirming that uh, by noting that it has a honey note in it. Um, interesting. What was the John Lovell one, Jordan?
4: John John Marzella?
3: No, I thought you said John Lovell. It is. What was it? I don't see a
4: John. I don't think, I don't think there was a John Lovell. There was.
2: There. I don't think John's was there. No, there's
4: Anyway, there's Chad, okay. John Marzella, Michael, John Marzella, okay. uh, Stephen Moses, Mike Hakens, and Bill Powers.
3: Oh, okay. I I apologize, John Lovell. I could have sworn you were in there, but, but
2: Jordan, flash him up on the screen for us one more time. There was, I think, the one that was with the Connecticut uh, was is pro- probably going to get my vote.
4: So we got Chad.
3: Okay. Okay, Roa Dark. John. Oh, thats, Mar- that's the one, one I was. I said Marzilla. Yeah, yeah. And you said no. I know. I
2: know.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is what you. Ha- this Michael. is what happens when you have father and son on the show.
3: Okay. There's Zach. Uh, Zach
2: Yeah, I, I think that one's. Get, I think that
4: Michael might get my vote. Stephen Moses. So, that's pretty well, good, that's good too. Good too. Mike yeah. Hagen.
3: That, that's a bit much of on the cigar yeah. end of things. He chimed
2: in. He chimed in and said it was working really well. And Bill Powers. And that's Powers. and that's a good one too. That's uh, Bill. Bill, chi- Bill should have his own pairing show. He he has some good pairs. Uh, right, I uh,
4: for me standing out or after the bat is Chad, uh and Michael with the Agnorsa La Villa Dicion, and the Kintsugi.
3: Yeah, I you know I had I've had a lot of Kintsugis, but I've never had one as good as the day I was in the Alec and Bradley office last winter. And they gave me a Konsugi and it was absolutely phenomenal. So I cannot so balanced. I cannot argue that pick. I think I'd go with that pick too. What do you think, Robbie?
2: I, I think I'm going with um, was it Michael that had the the um, I don't remember which beer it was that he was drinking, but he did the uh, La Valadación. He had uh, the new Glaris kid. Kulsh. Yeah, and new Glaris. New Glaris is uh, they make some interesting beers too. I haven't had their Kolsch. Um, they have that one particular beer. They they they're uh, still in bottles. They have one beer that's uh, that they're known for. I can't remember what it is, but it's really good. Um, we can't get it out here in California. Somebody. Sent so you out. guys are picking different but, yeah, guys. Yeah.
4: So um Yeah, I'm going
3: with Michael. Yeah.
4: Who did you pick, Dad? I'm
3: going with the Kintsugi guy.
4: I'll I'll pick Kintsugi Also, Matt. Uh,
1: I wasn't gonna pick any. Of I was picking the. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just like the Captain Jacks, Captain Colt. That sounded fun. All right. All right. The Laranja. Yeah. Okay, so, so you, the Kinsugi
3: wins. You get you get bragging rights. You don't win anything, but you get bragging rights for a good pick. Um, Robbie, I are, also
4: think that this this sorry I
2: think this illustrates no. the point that we we're making that these yeah. beers like you those cigars were kind of I don't want to say ran the gamut because you didn't yeah. really have a heavy Maduro in there, but. Uh, there was a lot of different cigars in there, and I think that all of them, Spotted Cow, Craig, you're absolutely correct. That is the one that I've had uh, from New Glorious. Uh mm. Sorry, distracted, sure. but um, yeah, I I think that I don't know if you if you're not drinking German beer, I think you're doing it wrong. You gotta just jump in and do it. And I'm telling you, I would start with I'd start with the Dunkel, and I know that was uh, one that you all did on the show before I got it before I was able to be on. That's good, yeah. There are, many many dunkles out there mm-hmm. um it's g- caramel yeah uh, toasty Malt-y. uh yeah it's it's heavy malt but you're going to have caramel toffee some nutty uh, nutty flavors to it there i can think of a thousand cigars that's going to pa- that are going to pair with that right dunkle is is the way to go
3: yeah no doubt about that um so we're going to get to what the audience picked did they pick me or did they pick robbie but before we do that this is it guys we are ready to pick. Now Matt, I have a little I have a little experiment to do, Matt. Okay. Let's try. Just for sake of argument, we have eight finalists, right? right? We have John, we have Big Blue Stogies, we have Furious, we have Martin Drew, we have Tim, we have Aaron, we have Steve, we have Brian. Go ahead and pick for me between 1 and 108 one more time. Because Let's just say it was one of these guys. That would be like the ultimate win win. And if it's not, then we'll pick between one and eight. You see what I'm saying? So just for fun, okay, here give me a, a random number between one and one hundred and eight based on on the random
1: It was close, but it's not. It's forty-four. Okay, forty-four. All right.
3: So that didn't that didn't that didn't do it. But so now here it is, folks. Jordan, give us a drum roll. It's gonna be between one and And eight. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody is about to have their humidor runneth over.
1: Number three, Furious.
3: Number three, Furious. Oh, my goodness. Furious. That fits with the German
1: theme, (laughs) Fur...
3: No, don't go there. (laughs) Don't go there. I uh, officially... Not, 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 not. I we, we do not endorse <laughs>
2: anything that Jordan says on the <laughs> show. Officially,
3: remove myself <laughs> from the show. Furious, <laughs> you are a winner. I will uh, contact you on uh, wherever I found you, and uh, you are the winner of 108 cigars. Congratulations, uh, that's, Robbie. That's, that's a
2: huge. That's a huge win, man. 108 cigars.
3: That is that's a lot.
2: That is a lot of cigars.
3: So, congratulations, that's... Furious, uh, Robbie. It's time. <laughs> It's time. Let's really quick, um, even though the vote is in for me and you, give me a what you thought and a thumbs up or thumbs down.
2: Oh, yeah, we didn't do that part. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. It was it was what I was expecting. The um, the the beer kind of elevates the cigar. The that toasted uh, you you talked about it like a, a sweet uh, graham cracker to me. It's more of like a pie crust kind of flavor. Um <clears throat> that's in there, uh, worked really nicely with a little bit of sweetness that I get out of this uh, beer with that little fruity character as well, uh, carried across nicely. Um, and there's not a ton of of spice in the cigar. Not a big black pepper note that's going to blow anything out or anything like that that I was picking up today anyway. Um it was uh, it's it's just it's a nice pairing across the board. It's it, are these the best pairings if you're going to sit down and get real technical with it? Maybe not, but if you're out barbecuing or you're hanging out with the buddies at the park or whatever, this is a really nice pairing you could throw back a couple of these beers while you're smoking your cigar and uh, still be good to go after that. Definitely love the the way that it's it does not coat or rest on the palate. It's very dry on the palate. Um, yeah, definitely a thumbs-up for me.
3: Uh, Matt, thumbs-up, thumbs-down for you, brother.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a thumbs-up. An a, a easy pairing.
3: Easy's kinda easy, kind of easy-going, yeah. solid pairing. Uh, Jordan, like what was super you? super pleasant. What do you pleasant, think?
4: Pleasant, yeah. It's balanced. It fits with the fall vibe, the warm kind of little spicy character to it. Um, it's not my... Favorite beer of the five, probably bottom two-ish, but the the pairing was was mid-pack. The cigar elevated the two. It was. Oh, it was, I thought it was a good. I'll give it a thumbs up.
3: Tell tell folks about that brand new Bructovitz because a lot of people probably, they probably want to know what that's like. Very balanced, yeah. flavor
4: forward, medium plus body. Uh, it's got some nice sweetness to it, like uh, nutmeg, chestnut, toasted bread kind of stuff. Okay, I'm digging it. I'm
3: also going to go thumbs up. I mean, it's not like uh, the crazy uh, uh, pointing the thumb as high up as I like, theoretically can. Um, but it's just such a, a pleasant pairing, Robbie. Like, um, you get a little bit of saltiness from this particular cigar. You get some baking spice, which goes nicely with the honey in this uh, beer that Bill Powers so uh, eloquently pointed out. So, yeah, it's just a thumbs up for me as well. I guess uh, it's unanimous. Thumbs up all, all around. All of us picked thumbs up on this one. Um, Robbie, uh, here's the deal. Uh, tomorrow night I'm on Coop's show. Uh, we're going to be talking nice. cigar brands versus companies versus lines. Who knows what they're going to be talking about. So I'll be on Coop's show if you guys want to tune in uh, tomorrow night um, on his show. And then Friday night I'm going to have Michael Giannini and Joe Grow, And they uh, obviously they're from Quality Importers. We're giving away eight of the dojo 10th anniversary cutters and four of those are based on if you if you've been posting all week long with hashtag dojo and then four of the cutters will give away just if you participate on the show friday night we'll pick four random people that have um participated on the show friday night so uh tune in the next two nights in a row, this is a crazy week for me. Oh, uh, next two nights in a row, coop tomorrow night and Friday night smoke night live with Michael Giannini and Joe Grow. Robbie, what is coming up next on Flavor Odyssey?
2: We are transitioning into Nicaraguan cigars. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> so this is going to be the segment where, theoretically and hopefully, we're all smoking the same damn thing. It would be nice. If everyone outside of myself followed the instructions for the show. But uh the plan is for us to smoke the uh Hoya de Nicaragua uh, uh 1970 Antonio or Antonio 1970, which, which is the way you say it. Uh that's yeah, that's OG Nicaraguan yeah. uh classic. That's that's just and that was the first one. Randy and I were talking about this. I remember I was in the car, I was driving down to uh to a work event. And we had like an hour long, uh, just back and forth session on what we should be doing for this season. And when we said we're doing Nicaragua, like it was almost like in unison, and we harmonized, uh, where uh, we all we both said uh, hoya de Nicaragua, uh, Antonio 1970." Because very, I mean that's OG, very
3: good. Uh, Jordan, who yeah. won uh, between me and Robbie? Uh, who was the best? Who paired it best? Was Let's it was check. it Robbie with the Reviver or was it me with the Aladina? Who paired it best?
4: It was. Oh.
3: Robbie oh, with the uh, killing it I he doubled win. he he over doubled me up he over he just completely crushed me this was this was essentially the uh, bills versus the uh Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> or worse even no it's not worse than that but uh, g- good job Robbie I think you did a you did a marvelous job pairing tonight my friend
2: thank you it was uh, I was the 49ers and you were the uh, the Panthers
3: <laughs> yeah
2: uh, it's uh Although I'm not leaving with as many injuries as the 49ers did, but a uh, uh, quick shout out to Derek Rose. He 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 knows me so well. He says, "Robbie, your background hat and Halloween darkness is on point tonight." So that is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I, uh, I, I glisten during October, so uh, I appreciate the uh, notice on that. Um, this was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm sad to see German beers go, but that's if if you're not uh, if you're not drinking German beers, uh, please give them a shot. Start with the loggers. Go with—I mean, they're all loggers for the most part. But uh, you could start with just a basic logger. Hellas logger is another one that we didn't do. Uh, Hellas lager is a super, super uh, flavorful beer. Uh, Hellas hops that uh, that go in there. It is. It is hella good. Um, I'm a big fan of that. Um, but Dunkels, um, the Doppelbock. You can. There's so many different things to do. So, uh, so definitely check it out. And one thing I want to comment, and I love that. I feel like. Our show is having an influence on our guests or on our uh, audience. Somebody tonight said, I didn't have any, and I can't remember who it was, so I apologize. Uh it says I didn't have any Colch at home, but I'm pairing um, the Tatuaje Connecticut, that I can never get the name right, and, um, and Chardonnay. Mm. So when I see somebody in the audience saying, hey, I'm pairing with Chardonnay tonight, I feel like we're doing our job. That's right, baby yeah awesome everybody thanks for tuning in Uh, this was a lot of fun we'll be back next week everybody have a great week stay safe stay healthy be kind to each other doesn't cost you anything we'll see you next week as the odyssey continues Thank you.